Hello, market meditators, and welcome to your daily market briefing. Short, snappy, no BS, 10-minute daily updates about the crypto markets. Delivered to you by me, Kin. The worst energy crisis in 40 years. By the end of today's call, we're going to talk about the worst energy crisis that we have experienced in 40 years. There's a lot of people talking about the oil crisis at the moment right now on the news, in crypto Twitter, just in general life when you talk to your family and friends, but a lot of people don't know exactly what's going on and what it means for crypto. By the end of today's call, you'll know exactly why there is an energy or oil crisis at the moment, the components of that crisis, and most importantly, you'll have a sense for how it will impact you as a crypto user, holder, or investor. Before we get to that point in the call, however, we have our usual setup here. We're going to run through the charts of the day and the top headlines of the day to make sure that you are aware of current risks and opportunities and, of course, upcoming risks and opportunities. So if you want to get in on that, make sure to stick around until the end of the call. My analysis of the BTC chart has been pretty similar for the last few days. Once again, we find ourselves sort of oscillating around that 19K level, currently at the time of this call, around about the 19.1K level. Zooming out as well, we see that 19K has sort of been the level we've been bouncing around. And uh, what I've been saying the last few days is that I was expecting early in this week, so Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, for BTC to behave like this because we've got two important data points coming up, Wednesday, today, and tomorrow, and usually the BTC markets uh, tend to adopt a bit of a wait and see approach when we've got big data releases coming up. The market's current rootedness comes as the release of the FOMC or Federal Open Market Committee minutes on Wednesday and the latest consumer price index on Thursday near. A surprise in either could move prices, although Federal Reserve bankers in their recent remarks have reiterated their commitment to prioritize staunching inflation, which they view as the biggest threat to the economy. The CPI is widely expected to fall slightly to 8.1% annually, not enough to reverse current central bank monetary hawkishness. The month-to-month price action is expected to inch upward. So from a crypto investor point of view, we want to see the FOMC minutes come out with more dovish statements or statements to the tune that there's not more aggressive interest rate hikes coming. And in a similar effect, we want the CPI or inflation number to come in as low as possible. So much lower than 8.1% ideally. Uh, if we see that inflation looks like it's under control, if it's lower and heading closer towards the target level of 2%, we're again less likely to see aggressive interest rate hikes at the next FOMC meeting. And remember, aggressive interest rate hikes create a risk-off environment. Crypto and BTC are risk-on assets, so the two don't go well with each other. Similar wait-and-see aptitude for Ethereum. We see it currently trading around about the 1.3k level. And zooming out to the 5 day, we see that is around about the level that we've been oscillating in a sort of wait-and-see approach for the minutes today and uh, more importantly, probably the CPI numbers tomorrow. A few tokens in the altcoins by top 50 market cap have experienced a bit of a rally today, notably HT token up about 22% on the daily, HBAR up about 10%, Terra Classic up about 3%, but the rest of the cryptos only up about 3 or 2% on the 24 hour. And similarly, we see a couple of losers here, Ape down about 8% on the 24 hour, Uniswap down about 2%, a couple others down about 2 or 1% as well. Some of the altcoins that have made it to this unlucky red list are altcoins that have been subject to recent exploits or hacks, but more on that when we go into the next section, which is the top headlines. 
Remember, after we cover the top headlines, we will be going into uh, what happened to cause the oil crisis and what it means for you as a crypto investor holder. Man gone. There's a recent trend of criminals saying so long Solana as they dash for the exit with other people's money. Hot off the heels of the phantom wallet exploit this week, Mango has fallen foul of the most recent cash grab. Mango Markets is a decentralized exchange on the Solana blockchain. They allow you to lend, borrow, swap, and leverage trade crypto assets and are governed by the Mango DAO. Last night, a hacker walked away with over $100 million worth of crypto using two accounts in price manipulation. First, they funded an account with $5 million in USDC and opened a leverage short for 480 million MNGO, the native exchange token. Joshua Lim explained that they opened a second account in order to buy these tokens and boost the price artificially. By inflating price by 30x, they had generated enough fake collateral to be able to take out a $116 million loan and flee. This completely drained liquidity on several key tokens and left the exchange reeling. Mango soon confirmed the attack was real and that they were taking steps to have third parties freeze funds in flight. This highlights the problem of accepting collateral on the back of relatively illiquid tokens, which are more vulnerable to price manipulation. Mango stated this morning that the parties involved are willing to negotiate. In slightly better news, crypto traders flock to trade against the pound amid UK financial woes. Bitcoin and Ether trading has increased against the British pound over the past month as investors have lost confidence in the government, but this could be due more to arbitrage than investors fleeing to crypto from traditional assets. And in more exciting news, Damien Hirst live streams the burning of $10 million in art for an NFT project. The currency is the name given to Hirst's NFT project, which examines the value of digital art versus physical art. The remaining oil paintings will continue to be burned at the Newport Street Gallery until the currency exhibition closes on September 30th. NFTs and NFT art went from being a more rogue venture of more rogue artists to a innovative new project that is being pursued by some of the biggest artists and names in the world. Of course, Damien Hirst is a globally recognized and admired artist. Undoubtedly, a lot of artists are going to follow his suit and take a deeper look into NFTs after this exhibition. And speaking of pioneering updates, Middle East gets physical Bitcoin ETP listed on Nasdaq Dubai. The Middle East, one of the world's fastest growing crypto markets, now offers a new opportunity for direct investment in Bitcoin through the 21 shares Bitcoin ETP. As one company or country or indeed person closes the door and turns away from crypto, another one opens their doors and lets it right in. Crypto is too big to ignore or shut down. If you make it difficult for people in a country to get involved in crypto, they'll move to another country. Companies will do the same thing. Miners will do the same thing. We saw it in China with the cut of miners and then the mass migration that happened after to Kazakhstan, to the United States. You just can't close this down anymore and more and more countries are popping up trying to be the leaders in crypto. Final headline then before we go into the oil crisis and what it means for crypto investors. Horses for courses. You remember we saw SushiSwap was one of the biggest altcoin losers on the 24 hour. Struggling DeFi platform SushiSwap is having a bit of a mare recently. Having lost market share and several key personnel, it's being saddled with recent accusations of scamming and horseplay. Can the new CEO reign in the chaos? So SushiSwap, of course, is a copy of the Uniswap decentralized exchange or DEX, but with added liquidity mining and governance features. What was initially heralded as a genuine contender to Uniswap now appears to be several furlongs behind and dropping further. 
The supposed dark horse was meant to gallop past the original, but now only holds about 1% of DEX trading volume. Uniswap is trotting along with a cool 60% market share. Last year, both the CEO and CTO switched horses mid-race when they left for advisor positions at other crypto projects. After months of uncertainty, Jared Gray was voted in about a week ago as the new head chef, storming to the line with 84% of the votes. However, naysayers quickly accused him of being behind a 2019 wallet scam and raising listing fees for an exchange that hasn't launched. The ALQO blockchain co-founder denied that he was involved in the draining of users' funds, citing a Medium post that detailed what happened. He believes he can lead the charge to flush out the inefficiency of the automated market maker and improve user experience. The Sushi token dropped 10% yesterday on the back of the recent accusations. Charts done, top headlines done. We now move on to our fundamental alpha section of the call. We're going to discuss the oil crisis and what it means for you as a crypto investor. Okay, so the oil crisis and what it means for you as a crypto investor. Before we can even understand why there is an oil crisis, we need to understand why oil could create a crisis in the first place. You'll find that oil is one of the foundational resources of everything that happens on the world. Oil is used for LPG. It's used for plastic and more. It's used for gasoline for cars and vehicles. It's used to produce diesel. It's used for jet fuel and it's used for roads. So from everything to transporting you as a human to transporting all of your favorite items, oil is the foundation of our world, the modern world at least. Back in the day, all you really needed was a horse. And of course, now we're getting all sorts of headlines saying that Europe's oil and energy crisis could last for years. In fact, global leaders are telling their citizens to unite over the energy crisis. Citizens of the world are being asked to unite and come together to combat the upcoming crisis. The thing about oil is that a very small number of countries hold on to some of the biggest supplies or reserves in the world. For example, in the top five, we have Venezuela, Saudi Arabia, Canada, Iran. Then we have Kuwait, UAE, Russia, Libya, Nigeria. Not all of these countries are countries that the United States are on the best terms with. The United States actually ranks at number 11 in oil supply. So you're probably wondering why are they having an oil crisis if they have so much supply? Thing is, you'll never really get a complete picture by considering supply alone. You have to compare it against demand. No good having 10 apples if you have 500,000 people in your village. The US does have a decent production of petroleum. It also has a decent amount of imports, so it buys oil from the, some of the countries we just mentioned, but its total use is absolutely astronomical and outweighs the production they have locally and the imports they bring in internationally. So there is a deficit there. With a deficit comes a reliance on other countries for oil and a reliance on other countries is the last thing that any country really wants. More and more, the United States realize that they need what is called a SPR or Strategic Petroleum Reserve. Few events so dramatically underscored the need for a strategic oil reserve as the 1974 oil embargo. The cutoff of oil flowing into the United States from the Arab members of the Organization of Petroleum Exporting Countries, or OPEC, in response to American aid to Israel during the Yom Kippur War, sent economic shockwaves throughout the nation. In the aftermath of the oil crises, the United States established the Strategic Petroleum Reserve. President Ford set the SPR into motion when he signed the Energy Policy and Conservation Act 
on December 22, 1975. The legislation declared it to be US policy to establish a reserve of up to 1 billion barrels of petroleum for disasters. The US government has historically tamped into its SPR following man-made accidents, economic crises, and natural disasters, though it has also sold and loaned crude oil from the SPR to other nations at times. And to understand the extent of the current problem we find ourselves in, note that the US is now tapping in to their strategic petroleum reserve, and it's actually at its lowest level since 1984. They are using up the last bit of their resources in response to rising oil prices. Why are oil prices rising? Well, probably because Russia-Ukraine conflict and the fact that Russia is cutting the supply it's providing, and when you cut supply, of course, price goes up. And of course, Russia is not the only one cutting their oil production. OPEC has actually recently announced that they are cutting oil production as well. OPEC and non-OPEC allies, a group often referred to as OPEC+, Plus, agreed last Wednesday, to reduce oil production by 2 million barrels per day from November. The move is designed to spur a recovery in oil prices, which had fallen to roughly $80 a barrel from more than $120 three months ago. So these cuts in production are going to rise the price, and the US don't want to be reliant on very expensive oil reserves, and so they are tapping into their own private supply, which is only exacerbating and increasing the level of conflict. As well as being an economic issue, some people are saying that this is actually a political issue as well. The timing of the OPEC plus output cuts could not have been worse for the Democrats. Recent polling shows that most Americans continue to have a pessimistic view of the economy. High inflation, record level interest and mortgage rates and now rising gas prices are more likely to reverse the gains made by Democrats on the economic front. Midterms are right around the corner and a lot of people think this is going to be damaging. Biden did try to speak to representatives from Saudi Arabia, which is when that awkward fist pump happened, but so far he's not been successful in getting them to change their stance. So finally, what does the current oil crisis and especially the actions happening in the United States mean for cryptocurrency? As I mentioned earlier in this call, cryptocurrency is a risk on asset. That means that Investors are more likely to purchase crypto, Bitcoin, etc. when the markets are accommodating of risk. Oil crisis, oil deficit, oil shortage, trouble at the midterm elections. These are all international conflicts. These are all factors that are not going to create the kind of risk on environment that BTC does well in. It is in our best interest to see oil prices get to a stable level and to see some more international peace. So now you're up to speed on the oil crisis. Do widzenia. That is goodbye in Polish.